receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem Judea Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth amen hallelujah so tonight we come together to celebrate the uttermost parts of the earth and just this um, little video clip right here is what you have helped to accomplish in the past two years in the nation of Honduras And it is an honor for us to have tonight some of those folks with us that are leading on the ground there. Tremendous men and women of God that we are grateful to be a part with. Amen. Amen. Pastor Jose and Sister Sarah are uh, here in America and they're our bridge between uh, America and South America, Honduras in particular, and um, we are so grateful for them and the God connection that we have with them to be able to uh, put feet on the ground and fulfill the mi- vision here at the tabernacle of the uttermost parts of the earth. And um, so tonight, it's also good to have with us uh, Pastor Carlos and Sister Naomi. Amen. We'll be uh, hearing from them in just a few moments. Uh, But right now, I want to ask uh, Dr. Josue to come. He is the one that is uh, the head doctor at the hospital there. And uh, so we're going to ask him to come and uh, greet you tonight. Would you welcome Dr. Josue as he comes this evening? so good. God is gooder than gooder. I mean, what you saw in that video, it's what God is doing in Honduras and what he's doing throughout when people are saying, here I am, send me. And God uses and he, he takes our obedience. And he, I know, I'm not preaching tonight, that's right. He takes that obedience and he, 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 he does whatever he needs to do to make it happen. To make it happen. So he, he's, he's asking tonight, whom should I send? Whom shall I send? God is looking for people to say, here I am, send me. Same way that you have sent people from this church. And they have been a blessing. But God is knocking on somebody else's door. And he's asking, will you be willing? Will you be willing? Will you be willing? And God is going to do something through you and in you that you have no idea. And through that, through, the, through obedience and through prayer, I'm going to bring uh, Dr. Josue. 
God blessed us with the building. Dios nos ha con un Not just a building. No solo un edificio, but a 28,000 square feet hospital. Uno de 28, and, and sometimes people don't want to hear this, but I, I, I like to brag about it. A four four point two million dollar building. And not only that, no tan solo eso, but it was built by U.S. aid. Pero fue por US aid. So it is built to U.S. standards. Standard so when you go into that building, it's like you go into a hospital in the States. So it's como visitar un See, because God doesn't do things halfway. Dios no hace cosas a mitad. He goes all the way. He goes all the way. So I'm going to bring Dr. Josue so he can talk about the hospital. Good evening. <laughs> Am I telling the long story or the short story tonight? Mediana. Middle. So-so. He said that Pastor Brian shared that we're going to be here all night, so I can speak a lot. Before we came this evening with you, we were at the hotel. And I called my wife and shared where we are today. And she said, please greet them on behalf of me. So, hi. And I start with that because if I don't do it, I will be in trouble. <laughs> like Pastor Jose shared, God has blessed us. To such degree he has blessed us giving us the opportunity to be able to come and share with the people that helped us get there especially through your prayers it's an honor to see friend or, or friendly faces that in spite of just sharing for a week It's a deep relationship, a deep friendship. And to see also some of our patients. <laughs> Once again, like Pastor shared, God has given us a hospital. With the price tag of what he said. And he gave it to us for one dollar, one U.S. dollar. And when God put the calling in our heart for this ministry, he gave it right in our hands. The first thing that we asked was, 
to always keep our hands clean. The idea is to serve the population where 150,000 uh, habitants live there or people. There's a lot of hospitals in Honduras. But we want to make the difference. And the main purpose of that hospital is to present the plan of salvation to every soul that walks through that door. other missions that we have is to serve also the pastors because we've always believed that a healthy pastor works harder for the Lord a healthy pastor reaches the, the, the gospel reaches larger places our hospital has an, an EKG also x-ray machines because when we received this hospital They, they were, we were told that the x-ray machine will not work and that it will be easier for us to just buy a new one. And we went into the area. We prayed over the machine. <laughs> and all it needed was maintenance, a cleaning, changing of batteries. And it works 100%. And two weeks ago, a 24-year-old 24-year-old lady came into the clinic with a tremendous headache that would not go away. And before giving her a medication, I sent her to get an x-ray. When, when, when I saw the x-ray, I felt I asked her once again how, did, how are you feeling and she said that, that pain is, is gone and I told her well, but I have not given you anything when I saw the x-ray and I put it you know on the light to see it I asked her but why did you put your hand over your face during the x-ray and she said I did not do such a thing but there's a hand right there in the x-ray it's the hand of God we have 
the picture if you want to see it. Those are the type of things that God is doing in Honduras. Supernatural. They're supernatural. We do have uh, two um, operation rooms or ours. We're just waiting for the permit from the government to be able to open them and then continue and expand our services to the community. Every patient gets charged only $3, only three U.S. dollars to be seen. There's a lot of things to say about the hospital. And we have bigger dreams. We have other programs like medical brigades. And some of your members have been a part of that. And everything that's given in the brigades is free. But the, the main objective of it is the same to print just the plan of salvation to every soul amen amen we also have a chaplain on the property because that's what makes the difference between other hospitals and ours amen just like my, my wife says that I know how to begin but not to end I finish with this there's a verse in the Bible that has touched our hearts we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world never forget that God bless you Antes que venga el pastor, quiero dejarlo con estos. Segunda de Corintios, capítulo 2, verso 15. For we are to God the aroma of Porque somos para Dios el aroma de Cristo. aquellos que están siendo salvos also remember that. también recuerden eso where you are, no importa dónde estás at home, en tu hogar work, en el trabajo supermarket, en el supermercado traffic, 
en el tráfico. Si estás viajando 3,000 millas a un viaje misionero. O si tienes una reunión familiar. Con primos. Con tíos. Con abuelos. Que no son salvos. Ese es tu campo misionero. Tienes que llevar y compartir ese aroma. Tienes que compartir el Evangelio. Tienes que compartir el gozo del Señor. Comparte esa esperanza. Lleva ese mensaje de salvación. Porque Él está pronto de regresar. Y queremos estar con ellos en la eternidad. Es un placer estar con ustedes esta noche. Es un honor, Pastor Brian, compartir con ustedes. Dios los bendiga. good to have fun amen and um, tonight uh, just to sh share with you a little bit about what was going on there because many uh, some of you have gone I think uh, well we had 10 12 of you from here going with us and uh, but I, I encourage you to uh, pray about being a part of that because it'll be a tremendous blessing and the brigades and uh, reaching out to the community as well as all of the work that is going on there. Tonight, I want to give you an opportunity again to give in to this ministry. And uh, so uh, tonight's offering will be going toward our missions. And so uh, as our ushers come tonight, I want to just ask you to give liberally and joyfully. And as you have purposed in your heart to do so. Amen. Praise God. Now just, just give it your best gift tonight. Give your best gift. And know that we are uh, sowing into Honduras. But we are also, uh, what we sow there, God will cause us to reap a harvest here. Amen? I believe that. I believe that. And so um, God has helped us. And, and um, let me just uh, take a minute here right now and, and, and say this. We are... Um, can see the completion of the halfway house and the and the ministry center and the church there uh, we can uh, see our way uh, near the end of that and uh, what I'm so appreciative of having an opportunity to be a part of that as well and so uh, these things you know we're not just talking about vision we're fulfilling vision and it's with your help Amen. It's with your help. And because you buy into the vision, become a part of the vision, uh, we are able to accomplish this. And uh, hundreds of souls are coming to Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. And so tonight, I just want you to give your best gift as we continue to give in this offering tonight. Let's pray and just ask God how he would have us to give tonight. Father, we thank you for this privilege that we have to have a voice in Honduras. We don't take it lightly nor for granted, but God, we know that you have ordained for this 
relationship. You've shown us clearly the way. And I thank you for that tonight. I thank you for those that are with us and our our co-workers together. And I pray now that you would just speak to our hearts as what we was to give tonight into this offering. God, that it'll be advanced the kingdom. As we sow into Honduras, we believe that you're big enough to give us a harvest here in America. And God, you know America needs an awakening. And so we believe you for this tonight. In the name of Jesus, and amen, amen. God bless you as you give tonight. worship the Lord. Just a moment, Pastor Carlos will be coming to share the word, but let's just worship the Lord for another moment, okay?
believing God for that. Leave us astounded. Leave us amazed. Invade us, oh God. Amen. Hallelujah. We're waiting and believing for that invasion anytime. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated tonight in the presence of the Lord. It is my high honor tonight to introduce to you um, Pastor Carlos and Sister Naomi. I don't know if she'll come up or not or if she just wants to say anything or hello or wave or whatever she would like to do. She's welcome to do so. But a a couple of years ago, after uh, going on my first trip, I sent uh, Brother um, Jim and Sister Kathy and Nathaniel uh, to be spies the first year and see if it was worth my time going or not. Amen. And so they brought back good reports of the land and so that it flowed with milk and honey and so I wanted to be a part of it. And so the next year I would go. And after a long uh, week, a week and a half, I don't know, eight, nine days um, of ministry time, we had a uh, several brigades uh, is what they call it. Brigade is taking food and clothing and medicine into rural areas and, and serving the people where they are. They don't have cars. They don't have anything to bring it to where they are. And that's what Pastor Josue was talking about earlier and, uh, and reaching them where they're at. Uh, we did several of those. We did a crusade in San Manuel, which is where close to where Pastor Carlos uh, is church is at and pastors. And so after that um, long uh, hours and all of that, we took a break. And I don't know where they took us. They blindfold you, put you on a van. And... <laughs> Eight hours later, you show up at this beautiful beach. And uh, anyways, the Lord had already been speaking to me, and, and I was connected in my spirit. I cannot understand Pastor Carlos, neither can he understand me, but our spirit's connected. And so uh, I heard the Lord uh, speak to me and, and say to me that, that this man had a vision and that we were to finance that vision. And uh, so on that beach that day, I took a few moments and looked into his eyes and asked him what that vision was. And uh, I didn't know. I thought maybe a bigger church. It might have been something else. But he told, began to share his heart about having this ministry center for the prisoners that come out to be discipled and also to learn a skill, a life skill. And... Um, so last year, we, we purchased some land, and last year, whenever we were there, um, Jordan and I went over to the land to see about purchasing some more. And uh, I thought it, whenever, I, I don't know if I've ever shared this even with Pastor Carlos, but whenever we was walking that ground, God told me if we would build by that property and build a church there, that he would cause it to be an epicenter for his power and his glory. So I got excited about that, and uh, we said we would, you know, raise the monies for the the property, and then uh, I get 
back to where all the rest of the folks are and find out that we've bought apples. And uh, what they measure their land in apples instead of acres, it's apples. And they had me nervous as a cat in a a canary at a cat convention. So I thought I'd done bought a bunch of apples. But anyways, we, we got it. Amen. We got it. And uh, so that's with the buildings that you've seen there to the two buildings that are going up are part of that. And uh, I don't know what all he's going to speak on tonight, but to know him is to love him and his family and to know Honduras is to love Honduras. And uh, this man is, was in prison, incarcerated for 13 years. He could have gotten bitter and angry, but he's the most loving uh, gentleman that I ever met. And I appreciate him coming to the tabernacle tonight. Amen. Would you give him a good welcome tonight as he comes? Pastor Carlos. May God bless you. May be seated, please. It is a blessing to be with you tonight. With my wife. We've been together for 23 years. When we have been married for five years, I was uh, put in jail. Um, prior to that, I had been in jail about 15 times for a couple of days, every time. But uh, early morning in 19... 1997, I was uh, put in jail for 13 years. We had just been married for five years, so I spent the next many years away from my family. And three years into my prison sentence, I gave my life to the Lord. And my wife came to the Lord a month later. When she saw that the change was real, the change in my life, and we were baptized, both of us, in prison, and we went through a discipleship class, and we were able to bless our marriage as we were in jail. I would like to uh, share with you tonight. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor Brian le dijo cómo nos conocimos, cómo nos conectamos en la playa. De repente, no me gusta mucho también bañar. Yo estaba por ahí sentado y él se me acercó y me preguntó cuál era mi visión, cuál era mi sueño. 
Pastor Brian shared with you and how we met at, at the beach. And, you know, I don't like to really go on the beach, but I knew that God had set that up. Yo le dije que mi sueño era hacer una casa filtro para que si algún preso, algún prisionero salía y no tenía donde ir poder nosotros ayudar. And I shared with him that my dream was to build this halfway house so that prisoners that came out of prison like myself had a place to go. Quiero decirle dónde y cuándo nació esta visión. And I would like to share with you when and how this dream was born. Nosotros teníamos un un hermano en la cárcel que estaba estaba ahí recluido, yo había conocido a Cristo y servía en la iglesia. We had a we had a brother in in prison that uh, he was uh, sick but he was there and he was faithful in the things of God. El día que le dieron su carta de libertad me mandó a llamar. And the day that he was set free, he called me. Ahí en la oficina de la prisión. Right in the in the office, right in the prison. Y me quedó viendo a los ojos y me preguntó, pastor, ¿para dónde me voy? And he looked at me right in the eyes and he asked pastor where, where can I go Yo le dije, Para tu casa. and I told him go home me dice, Yo no tengo casa. he said I don't have a home Pero debe de tener but I said you should have a family member y él me dijo, no tengo una I said I don't have any family Yo me voy a ir para donde usted me diga. and I'm going to go wherever you tell me to go me hice fuerte para no llorar en frente de él. And that really hit me, and I, I made myself strong. I didn't want to cry in front of him. Porque no sabía qué decir. Yo era su pastor. Because I didn't know what to tell him, because I was his pastor. Y él confiaba en que yo podía tener una solución. And he thought that I was going to be able to give him an answer. Entonces, yo llamé a un amigo para que lo llevara a un hotel unos tres días. Then I called a friend and asked him to take him to a hotel for three days. Era lo más que podía hacer. That's really all I could do. Y luego otro amigo me ayudó para llevarlo a otra ciudad. And then another friend helped me out to take him to another city. Porque él corría riesgos en el lugar donde antes había vivido. Because he was in danger if he were to stay in San Pedro. El pastor lo ayudó por algún tiempo. And then another pastor helped him out for a few days. Pero luego lo soltaron. But then they kind of just let him, out, let him go on his own. Unos tres meses más tarde a él lo asesinaron. But three months later he was killed. Y yo dije un día Dios... No va a permitir tener un lugar por ahí. And I asked God one day, God, you will allow us to have this halfway house. Y ahí nació la visión de nuestro corazón. And that's when that vision came into my heart. Y pasaron muchos años. And then many years have gone. Y ese día, ese día hablando con el Pastor Brian. Many years had gone by, and that, that day, two years ago, speaking with Pastor Brian. Y él dice, ¿cuál es su visión? ¿Cuál es su sueño? And he asked me, what is your vision? What is your dream? Yo le explico a él y él me queda viendo los ojos. And I was honest with him. I told him and he looked at me straight in the eye. Y él me dice, yo soy parte de eso. And he said, I'm going to be part of that dream. Yo voy a ayudarte, me dijo, para que eso se haga. So I'm going to help you and that dream will come reality. Yo me alegré mucho. And I, I rejoice on the inside. Y lo que ustedes han visto en el video de la construcción. And what you have seen in that video of the construction. Ha sido dinero enviado de acá. Has been money that has come from this church. Desde abajo hasta lo que ha llegado ahora. From the footers to where we are right now. All that has been from here. Ya, ya tenemos mucho avance. We have uh, accomplished quite a bit. Ya tenemos las personas que van a estar ahí para atender a los que lleguen. And we even have the pastors that are going to be taking care of that place. Y que se va a Because we believe that we're going to be able to finish that soon. Ha sido Dios el que ha Because that God is the one who's providing for that place. Gracias, Pastor Brian. Thank you, Pastor Brian.
Gracias a todos ustedes. Thank you, church. Por ser parte de, de la visión. For becoming an active part of the vision and the ministry. And that's why I would like to share a message with you tonight. And I have three points that I was able to gather from this message. What I'd like to share with you is about the supernatural favor of God. The life of a believer is not an easy life. We cannot just get up every morning and say, let's see how it goes today. Our life depends completely on the favor of God. Puede ser que nos hagamos favores unos con otros. And we can do favors one for another. Y a veces pareciera que tú me has hecho un favor y que yo te he hecho otro a ti. And sometimes it looks like you have do me do a favor for me and I have done one for you. Pero realmente nada sucede si no es por la mano de Dios. But really nothing happened if it's not by through God, by the hand of God. Y lo que podemos llamar un favor extraño. And what we can call a, a favor or a supernatural favor. Es aquello que tú no entiendes cómo llegó. It's, some, it's that that you just don't understand how it came to be. No estaba programado. It wasn't supposed to happen. Es un milagro. It's a miracle. Sucedió de repente. And it just happened. Pastor Brian vive millones, miles de millas de mi casa. Pastor Brian, he lives many, many miles away from my home. Pero Dios hizo posible que nos miráramos. But God put it together for us to meet. Sin recomendaciones. Nobody told him to go and see me. Es como él sabe hacer las cosas. Because that's how God accomplishes his favor and his will. Quiero leer una cita conocida en el segundo libro de Reyes, And I would like to read to you from 2 Kings chapter 4. Del verso 1 de la adelante, una de las mujeres, una mujer de las mujeres de los hijos de los profetas clamó a Eliseo diciendo, tu siervo, mi marido ha muerto. Y tú sabes que tu siervo era temeroso de Jehová y ha venido el acreedor para tomarse dos hijos míos por siervos. The wife of a man from a company of the prophets cried out to Elijah, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. El verso 2, solo este verso leeré. Y Eliseo le dijo, ¿qué te haré yo? Declárame qué tienes en casa. Y ella dijo, tu sierva ninguna cosa tiene en casa, sino una vasija de aceite. And then verse 2, Elijah replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? She replied, your servant has nothing there at all except a little oil. Todos conocemos los versos que siguen. We, we know the rest of the story. Y como el profeta, Dios lo usa para hacer un milagro. And how God uses the prophet Elijah to do a miracle. Que a esto nosotros le podemos llamar algo sobrenatural. That we can call something like this supernatural. Que de un poquito de aceite se That from that little bit of oil, God blessed that widow with lots of oil. Y que sirvan para pagar una deuda grande. And that he, she used to pay the debt. Y vivir el resto de And to live the, her, the rest of her life. 
Pero hay una pregunta ahí. But there's a question that arises from this. Ella llama al profeta y le dice su necesidad. She calls the prophet and she tells him the need that she had. Y él le dice, ¿qué quieres que te haga yo? And he, and he says, what do you want me to do? How can I help you? El doctor dijo algo muy importante. Nosotros somos la sal de la tierra y somos la luz del mundo. The doctor said that we are the salt and the light. Debemos de gozarnos cuando alguien viene a nosotros y nos dice, tengo un problema. We should rejoice when someone comes to us and says, I have a need. Porque si Dios permite que vengan es porque él sabe que nos puede usar. Because if God is allowing that person to come to you with a need, it's because God knows that he can use you to meet that need. Y el milagro lo vemos. And Sucede. We, and we see the miracle take place. Yo aprendí hace años esto. Cuando alguien viene a mí y digo, es que Dios quiere usarme. I learned this many years ago. When someone comes to me, it's because God wants to use me. People come to me and they say they have a, a, a sick family member and I tell them, God is going to heal them. If they have somebody comes to me and they, have, they need money, I tell them, God is going to make a way. Y eso es, debería ser todo nuestro sentir. Dios quiere usarnos para hacer cosas grandes en el mundo. And that's how we should live. God wants to use every one of us to do mighty things. Yo quiero dejarles tres puntos que saqué para hablar de los favores extraños de Dios. And I like to share three points with you that I was able to gather out of this message. O cómo suceden los favores extraños de Dios. And how God brings his favor o cómo hace las cosas Dios. And how God does things. Número uno. Number one. Decidiendo por encima de nuestras decisiones. God makes his own decision above our own decisions. Todos hemos pensado algún día hacer algo. We all have thought of one point to do something. Y hacemos planos. And we make plans. Los escribimos. And we write them down. Y los cuadramos. And we try to make them happen. Pero de repente viene Dios. And then all of a sudden God shows up. And he Esto no es throws the plans away. And God says, this is not how it's going to be. Esto se hace así. Viene and, y lo hace de una forma que cambia las decisiones nuestras. And God tells you, no, this is how you're going to do it. And the Pero way that God does it, it changes our thinking. Mañana voy a hacer tal cosa. And then we said, eso? tomorrow I'm going to do such and such. Pero en la mañana Dios le dice, no, ve para allá. But in the morning God says, no, you're going the other way. Y usted dice, sí, señor. And you have to say, yes, yes, Lord. Entonces, el, el, lo extraño de Dios sucede, número uno. And the things of God, the supernatural things of God happens, number one. That his decision is above our own decisions. Psalm 121.3 says that he will provide because the ones that, that doesn't... Uh, I have a tough one with that. Let me read it. Hold on a second. Psalm 123. Psalm 121.3. Yo lo digo despacio. Okay. Dice el Señor. O lo lees. Sí, lo voy a leer. Gracias. Amen. He has power. He has power. He who watches over you will not slumber. 
That it means that God watches over our entire life. Even when you think that you're going to fall, God says, no, it's not that way. It's this way. Glory to God. Number two. Haciendo las cosas diferentes de como nosotros pensamos. God will do things completely different from the way that we think it should happen. A veces nosotros en oración le decimos al Señor, haz así, Señor, haz así, Señor. Sometimes in prayer we tell God, God, do it this way. Make it happen that way. Do it, accomplish that this way. Como si tuviéramos que darle instrucción. Like if, like if we, we have to tell God what to do and how to do it. Touch that heart. Touch that individual. Change that person. And God says, no, I already touched somebody else. And they're going to come. And then God will do things different, differently from the way that we think they should be. The Bible says, 2 Kings chapter 2, en el capítulo 5, en el verso 11. Chapter 5, verse 11. Escúchelo. Listen to this. Había un general que tenía lepra, se llamaba Naaman. There was a general who had leprosy. Nahum. conocemos un general? Nahum. Un general tiene cinco, en nuestro país tiene cinco estrellas, tiene cuatro estrellas, un general. In our country, a general has five stars, four stars. Tiene cinco estrellas. Y es una persona con mucha autoridad, con mucho respeto. In our country, a general has a lot of authority. And he's told that there is a man of God that could heal him. Y dice que él pensaba and in the Bible says that he thought that the man of God was going to come to him and he was going to touch him. Y le iba a decir, and he was going to tell him, General, general good afternoon. Do you have leprosy? I'm going to heal you. Eso era lo que él That's what he thought. El de Dios ni lo miró. The prophet of God he didn't even look to see him. He didn't go to see, see him. Mandó al de él But he sent his servant que fuera. to go and see him. Que se meta al agua unas veces. Tell him, go and get in the river seven times. Y él se and the Bible says that the, the general got upset. Así nos ha pasado alguna veces. And sometimes that happens to us. Cuando le pedimos un favor a una persona. When we ask someone for a favor. Que creemos que nos va a decir que sí. Because we think that they should say yes, they will say yes. No. And they say no. Y nos enojamos con él. And sometimes we get upset. Y decimos, ah, no es amigo mío. No es mi hermano. Okay. Pero Dios sabe cómo hacer esto. But God knows what he's doing. And how he's doing it. Pero las hace. But he does it. He makes it happen. La Biblia dice en Mateo 8, the Bible tells us in Matthew 8. Que un centurion, that there was a centurion. Otro general del ejército, there was another man of uh, authority. Del Señor Jesús. He comes to the Lord Jesus. Y le dice, Yo tengo un he says I have a servant who is sick. En la casa. At home. El Señor Jesús le dice, ahorita yo voy a sanarlo. And Lord Jesus said, okay, I'm, let, let me go and see him. I will heal him. Él le dice, no, no, no vayas. And the centurion said, no, 
Solo di una palabra, There's no need for you to come to my house. Only say the word and my servant will be healed. And, and Jesus speaks healing and his servant gets healed. Pero en San Juan, 9, But in John chapter 9 But in John chapter 11 Vienen a decirle que el amigo de él, Lázaro, they come to Jesus and they tell him, your friend Lazarus, se le acercan y le dicen, tu amigo Lázaro, your friend Lazarus, está enfermo. He's sick. Y él dice, and Jesus says, okay. Me voy a quedar dos días más. So I'm going to remain here for two more days. Y Lázaro se muere. And Lazarus died. Él va a hacer lo que tú le estás pidiendo. Y lo va a hacer de una forma que ni te lo has imaginado. He's going to do what you ask him to do, but he's going to do it in a way that you cannot even imagine. Así, sin pensarlo. He doesn't even think about it. Cuando yo estaba en la cárcel. When I was in jail. De máxima seguridad. De máxima seguridad. Tenía un problema, necesitaba 500, 1,500 lempiras. I had a need, I needed 1,500 lempiras, which is about $75. Y solo tenía tres de a uno en mi cartera. And I only had, en la and I only had three limbs, which Entonces, is about $4. La metí debajo de la almohada y la tapé. And I put it right under my pillow. Y le dije, Señor. And I pray and I say, God, I pray that you will take these three limbs and you will change them to three limbs of 500 each. And I pray for two hours believing that God was going to change the three limbs to 1,500 limbs. And I opened my wallet and I looked it up and there were still three limbs. Yo le dije, Señor, necesito... And I pray against it. God, I need 1,500 limbs. And I look it up again. There's only three. And I remember that that next morning, an officer came to the prison. Dios me habló y me dijo que tú me darías... 145 lempiras o 150 para comprar una inyección. So he said to me, God spoke to me and, and, and he said that you were going to give me 145 limbs to buy an injection that I need. And I said, did God tell you that? Sí. And he said, yes, God told me that you were going to give me 145 limbs. Yo solo tengo and I said, but I only have three. Como unas dos, tres horas después. But three hours later, Someone came through the door of the prison. It wasn't a, a visitation day. Because it is prohibited for a visitor to come on the day that is not a visitation day. But the three men came to see me and they were authorized to come and see me. And when they left, they gave me 1,500 limbs. Dios 
sabe hacer las cosas mejor de como nosotros podemos pensar. Because God can do things even greater of any way that we can think that he should do it. Aleluya. Nunca yo me imaginé cómo se harían las cosas. I never imagined how life or things would be. I had two visions inside of the prison. One of the visions was to, to put together a group of worshipers to go out and, and praise and, and worship God, prisoners. And then later on, the second vision was to build the halfway house. Two years ago, Formamos el ministerio de alabanza libres para adorar. We were able to put together a worship team made up of men coming out of prison. Andamos de unas 25 personas. It's about 25 men that have joined the group. Que estuvimos en la cárcel. That were all came out of jail. En las dos cruzadas. And we were worshiping God and we had gone to crusades. Ellos han estado ministrando. And they have gone both crusades praising God. God gave us a sound system. God gave us instruments. God gave us lights. And we have seen the supernatural favor of God. A man came to the States with the uh, intention of buying a home. And when he was here making the deal to buy the house, God spoke to him and said, do not buy that house. And God said, you need to buy a sound system for this worship team. And, and he was obedient. He did not buy the house and he bought the sound system and he took it to Honduras. None of us here tonight que no necesitamos un favor de Dios. We need a favor of God. We need something from God. Todos. All of us. We all need. Porque por eso vivimos, por la gracia, por la misericordia. Because we are alive by the grace and the mercy of God and the favor of God of our lives. Y Dios me dijo que hablara de esto. And God spoke to me today and he said to bring this message to you. Quiere decir entonces que algo extraño va a pasar en tu casa. It means that something supernatural is going to happen in your life and in your home. Something is going to happen. Something is going to happen at work. Alguien te va a llamar. Something is going to, somebody is going to call you. Y te va a decir. And they're going to tell you. Yo quiero pagar eso que tú debes. I want to pay your debt off. Yo te quiero dar una casa. Whatever debt you have, I'm going to pay it off. Yo te quiero dar un negocio. I'm going to give you a business. I'm going to give you a home. That's how God works. En la vida de nosotros. And that's how I have seen God work in my life. We have a house that it was given to us. We have cars that have been given to us. Everything that we have, he has given, ah, given to us by God. And God is going to do the same thing for you tonight. You'll be surprised of what God is going to do. You'll be surprised of what God is going to do. Something is going to happen in your life and home. And it's going to be even better than what you have expected. And I want to end with number three. God will use unusual methods to do his will and to create his will in your life. Me gusta esta lectura y me gustaría que la leyeran. 
Josué. Gracias, Pastor José. Amen. Josué, capítulo 10. Joshua, chapter 10. Verso 10, 11 y 12. Verse 10, 11 and 12. Lea. Gracias. It says, The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel, who defeated them in a great victory at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth Horon and cut them down all the way to Zika and Makeda. As they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horon to Zika, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them from the sky. And more of them died from the hailstone that they were killed by the swords of the Israelites. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence okay, of Israel. En un momento que el pueblo de Israel tiene una guerra con sus enemigos. At a time that, the, that Israel is fighting enemies. Y ellos están en grandes apuros. And they have a need. O dificultades. They are at a difficult time and place. Dice que el Señor arrojó piedras del cielo. It says that the Lord sent hailstones from heaven. Cuando yo leo esto, when I read this, digo, el Señor está a la expectativa de tu vida. See, God, is ex God is watching over you. He knows what you're going through. Y dice, vienen siguiendo a mis hijos. And the Bible says, you're following and you're after my kids. Y agarra piedras. And you're pursuing my sons and daughters. And the Bible says that God sent hailstone from heaven. De arriba. From heaven. Imagine, think of this, somebody's after you. Mira pasar algo. And you say to yourself, something is going to happen to me? No, el Señor te está cuidando. Said, Nothing is going to happen. God is watching over you. Él tiene cuidado de nosotros. He watches over you. He de cares for you. He cares for you. Every aspect of your life. A mí me invitaban a la iglesia y yo no quería ir a la iglesia. They used to, I remember, you know, they would invite me to church and just, I just didn't want to go to church. I didn't go to church for about three years while I was in prison. I came to Christ because I was dying in my bed. A couple of friends asked me to, for us to get together and buy, buy some cocaine. Las compramos y las comimos hasta como a las 12 de la noche. And we, we bought it and we ate it. We injected ourselves and we actually ate it. A las 3 de la mañana yo me estaba muriendo. Tenía las fijadas para acá atrás, But los ojos salidos y no podía hablar. 3 a.m. in the morning I was dying. I couldn't speak. My eyes were all turned. I was about to die. I was dying. I knew that I was dying. Como pudre abrí la boca y le dije, Dios, ¿puedes salvarme? I couldn't even speak, but somehow I was able to open my mouth and I asked, God, can you save me? Lo dije tres veces. And I said it three, three times, can you save me? Merezco salvarme. Do I deserve to be saved? Me quedé dormido. And I fell asleep. Yo me levanté otro día. And I got up the next morning Diferente. and I felt something different. Compañero me dijeron, Tercero, and uh, some of the friends asked me if I wanted some more drugs and I said, no. Jugamos. 
And I said, do you want to play? Let's, let's do some things. And say, no, I don't want to do any of that. And I said to myself, well, what's going on? And that, that entire day, I was just like that. I felt strange. And I just felt different. And that night, I went to church. And the pastor didn't have a, a call or anything. And I went to the pastor because the pastor didn't call anyone to come to the front. So I went to the pastor. I said, I want to come to the front. From that day on, I began to read the Word of God. And I used to go to a discipleship class morning and afternoon. Because my wife, she used to work so she could provide for me in jail. And I used to ask for credit while I was in jail. And I used to ask you, just bring me this, bring me a leg of lamb, or bring me this. I, I, I used to ask you, just bring me some good stuff to eat. And she was the one working. But when I came to the Lord, and when I realized what he's able to do in my life, I told my wife, you will never work again. And she said to me, how are we going to survive? And I said, I'm going to work here at jail. In Honduras, the prisoners can work. You can, you can work within the prison system. You can sell food, you can make hammocks, things like that. And I began to sell, to, to cook and sell food. And I saw the hand of God. And my wife has never worked again. And I was able to provide for my wife and my family. People ask us, how were you able to make it happen? And we say, only God. Estoy en el punto tres para terminar. And I, I close with this. Usará Dios métodos inusuales. God will use unusual methods to do his will. At some point he had to throw hailstones over the enemy of Israel. Algo va a ser hoy. Something, he will do something today for you. En la vida tuya. In your life, something, he's going to make something happen. En San Juan 9, dice... Que el Señor se encontró con un ciego. John uh, 9 says that Jesus came and he came across a blind man. And he spit on the ground. And he mixed it up. And he covered the blind man's eyes. But what do you think of that? What would you do if Pastor Brian were to spit on the ground and just put that in your face? No, no way. Amen. And that's how God works. In Mark 8, 22, there's another blind man. And he takes it by the hand. And he takes him outside of Bethesda. And he, he spit on his 
Eyes again. Elizabeth. And he asked him, can you see? Un poco. So just maybe a little, just a bit. La Biblia no dice que lo volvió a escupir. The Bible didn't say that he didn't speak, Peter again. Dice que lo volvió a tocar. But the Bible says that he touched him. Otra vez. It's possible that he spit on him again. Dios hace las cosas. But that's how God works. Usted va a salir de aquí en la iglesia. And you're going to go out of your living church. Y va a llevar esto en la cabeza. And you're going to take that in your head and your mind. And you're going to get home. Y usted va a decir algo extraño. And you're going to say, God is going to do something strange and supernatural tonight in my home, in my family, with my sons and daughters, with my wife. Hace unos cinco años atrás, cuatro o cinco años, ya había salido de la prisión. Four or five years ago, I was already out of jail. Fui a la casa de mi madre. I went to see my mom. Y no tenía piso, solo tierra. Faltaba el piso. Didn't have a floor, it was, just, it was just dirt. Yo le dije a un hermano mío, hay que ayudar para... And I told my brother, we need to do something for my mom, we need to put a... A floor house. El piso a la casa de mi madre. Y fueron a trabajar todos albañiles. And two, uh, we, we hired two masons to Entonces, go to the house. Mi mamá decidió ir a comprar un refresco grande para ellos. And my mom, she decided to go and buy some drinks for them and soda. Lo compró y vino para servirles. And she, she went out and bought it and came back to give them something to drink. Pero ellos habían puesto cuerdas en el piso. But she didn't realize that she had put a string right in front of the house. Mi madre no las miró. And my mom could not see what was in front of her as she was walking. Cuando ella entró, tropezó en las and cuerdas. And when she walked in, she tripped. El fresco cayó por allá. And the, the soda just flew out of her hands. Y ella por acá. And she fell to the ground. She scraped and she broke her arm in a couple of places. Nos llamaron. And my brother called me. La llevamos a un hospital del gobierno. And we took her to the hospital. Le hicieron algunas cirugías. They took some x-rays and they did a minor surgery. Ella no quería, lloraba. And they put a cast on her and she just didn't want to and she was just crying about it. Pero al final todo salió bien. But at the end everything was, came out okay. Pero su brazo quedó así. But his, his uh, arm just, it was never the same. Y los médicos dijeron que era necesario llevar la terapia. And doctors said that it was, she would need physical therapy. Mi mamá de 74 años dijo, yo no voy a ir. My mom, she's 74 years old, and she said, I'm not going to go to therapy. Déjenme así. And I said, just, just leave me like this. I'm okay like this. Si Dios quiere, me puede sanar aquí en la casa. If God wants to, he can heal me right here. Ella no movía su brazo. She couldn't, she couldn't move her arm. Pues no la llevamos nosotros. So we, we didn't take her to the hospital. Yo les dije a mis hermanos, yo no soy el mayor de ellos. And I, I told my siblings, I, I'm not the oldest. Pero algo Dios me ha dado. But God has given, some, has given me something. Porque ellos me preguntan todo a mí. Because they listen to me. Cualquier decisión ellos me llaman. God has given me that authority. Yo les dije a ellos, mi mamá no la vamos a mover. And I told my siblings, we are not going to move my mom no because she doesn't want to. Y vamos a su and we're going to respect her decision. Y no la so we didn't move her. We didn't take her anywhere. 
Pero un día mi mamá, queriendo alcanzar un vaso del lugar donde se guardan las losas en la casa. But one day my mom was trying to reach out a, a glass. De repente una tarántula de esas negras grandes. And at that point a, a spider. Le cayó encima de su brazo. Fell on her arm. Ella les tiene mucho miedo. And a tarantula fell on her arm. She's afraid of spiders. She's afraid of spiders. And she began to run. There's a spider. There's a spider in my arm. There's a spider in my arm. La araña se cayó. And the, the spider just fell off her arm. From that day on, her, she, my mom is moving her arm completely healed. God used a spider to heal my mom's arm. See, we cannot understand how God works. But he can do it. Can we stand, please? Let us pray. Padre, te damos gracias. Father, we thank you tonight. Estamos seguros. Because we know que tú eres el mismo that you are the same que sanó al ciego. the same that healed the blind man, que multiplicó el aceite en la casa de la viuda. the same that multiplied that oil el que in the widow's house, después de cuatro días de muerte. the same that brought Lazarus back after four days. You are the same. We worship you. We bless you. And we believe that you can do a supernatural favor in, in our lives, Father. I want to pray for you tonight. I want to lift your hands en alguna necesidad o petición and think for a moment about a need or a petition that you may have hay un enfermo aquí hoy puede salir sano yo lo creo if you are sick here tonight you can be healed I believe that cargado sin cargas if you have a heavy heart tus hijos tu esposa tu familia your sons and daughters your spouse, your family, someone that you need to, God can bring them here. God is going to bring that family member to this house. Not because the way that you talk to them, or the way that perhaps you even treat them. But God, only God knows how He's going to do it. But I see your family coming to the Lord. Even, even those people that have been mean and they have treated you wrong I even see them coming to Christ lift your hands because I see I, I sense something here tonight and I, I want to release that right now some of you here tonight that, that you have a desire to preach the gospel and you have told God God give me more wisdom to do it and you're one of them and God give you more revelation more wisdom to reach out to others 
Because you have that desire in your heart. You only have to open your mouth and God will put his words in your mouth. Don't be afraid. Have no doubt. 